The voicemails you are about to hear contain intense and sometimes emotionally challenging material. Listeners are encouraged to attend to their own well-being in the service of engaging bravely and honestly with these stories. Voices have been pitched and identifiers removed in order to protect the speaker. Welcome to the Left Ear Podcast. Before we begin, I wonder if you would be willing to listen from your heart. Can you take what you know and believe and represent and gently set it aside? Can you be a neutral and safe place for these voices to be heard? When you listen to a poem, you don't listen with logic. You listen with your entire being. You let it find its place in you. Here, I wonder if you can attempt poetic listening. To the listener, thank you for being here. To the speaker, we hear you, we witness you. I'm so nervous, and I'm not even talking to anyone but a voicemail. Um, yeah, I, wow, never told anyone the story, and I'm so nervous. I don't even know if this is real. I don't even know what I'm doing. Um, but maybe saying it out loud sounds good. So it was college time, except everyone went to college, and I took a gap year, and I came back from my trip, and these two kids, these two guys, I was friends with, I, yeah, kind of, um, they were, like, two hot shots in high school, and I just kind of pretended, like, whatever, but I was still friends with them, um, I went over to the house, because he said there's a party, and I was like, okay, I went there, and it was just him, and I felt kind of weird, and they were obviously drunk. Um, I'm like, whatever, I'll have a drink with them. Um, turns out I got roofied, and I remember lying on a beanbag, and I had my arm, and I had my leg, and older brother walked down, and I was like, I was like screaming for him to help me, and he just goes, oh, shit. Well done. And then just leave. And my heart sunk. And yeah, it was awful. It fucking sucked. Um, I kissed. Uh, they didn't rape me. But um, pretty much everything up to it that I really didn't want, obviously. Um, but I... It sucks because I couldn't get home because I was, like, lost. I've never told my full story and not even to my therapist and um, it's a very challenging thing. Um, 
but my my first experience with sexual violence probably began um, 10 years ago as a freshman in college. Uh, I was a student athlete in college, Division One athlete. Um, and my first experience would be around my teammates, my friends. We had a party one night. Um, we all stayed over at the captain of the club team's house, or at least I think it was his. I don't really remember. The, the point of the story is we all stayed over after drinking a lot, um, and I was woken up in the middle of the night with a hand over my mouth and uh, another hand down my shirt and um, and trying to get in my pants. And um, it woke me up, and I remember I, I didn't know what to do, and I didn't want to make a scene. I had all of my best friends and all of my new teammates um, with me. Uh, the second time was also in my freshman year in college. I think it was. I have a hard time remembering, and I, I don't remember the whole details of the night, but I remember uh, one of my really good guy friends uh, told me after drinking too much that he would take me home, and he didn't take me home. He took me to his apartment um, with another guy, and he locked the door, and he took my cell phone, and um, put it in the nightstand and um, two men tried to sexually assault me that night. Um, but thankfully, once again, I was an athlete and I broke his nose and the other guy passed out. Um, and the captain of the uh, I was recording my story earlier and it got cut off and um, I have been brave enough to talk about it and I just want to finish and um, so yeah the the captain of the gymnastics team actually came and picked me up and the interesting thing about that whole scenario now that I look back on it so many years later is he was actually um, an advocate for for um, for um, you know, like protective, protective against women's violence on campus. He had posters up and whatnot. And, you know, I had my shirt ripped and my bra ripped, but, um, you know, he didn't believe me and he actually dropped me off uh, at, at the freshman dorms. And I just remember I just sobbed the whole way there and, um, uh, and that whole night. Um, the the real time uh, I was actually sexually assaulted, um, uh, it was by uh, another f friend of mine. Um, once again, it goes back to a scenario of of drinking and being vulnerable with friends. Um, uh, and I lost my virginity that night. Um, you know, I, I was so drunk that uh, I threw up and uh, he took me to the shower and cleaned me up and then um, proceeded to have sex with me. Um, and once again, I, I didn't tell any of my friends any of these things and I didn't know how to make of them. I had more important things to deal with. I, I was an athlete. I was a student. I tried my best. Um, and I met a guy that was wonderful um, about a year later. Um, his name was Corey, and I just adored him.
Yeah, so I, uh, I met this guy named Corey, and long story short, I had a really hard time loving this man because um, I was dealing with a lot of emotional issues I, I wasn't aware of at the time, and um, we broke up, and I have to say it was completely due to this sexual violence history, not knowing how to deal with those emotions and never looking at it or examining it. Um, and really trying to bottle it up. And I ended up breaking up with him. And once again, I ended up with a scenario with friends at a friend's house and uh, um, was given something uh, and uh, was drugged and uh, and was drunk and friends left and I was uh, brought upstairs. And uh, I just remember staring at a clock and... Um, I remember waiting and hoping the time would just finish and um, fell asleep and I remember crawling on the floor trying to find my clothes and getting dressed and um, finding my phone and I was so happy to get out of there and I called my friends, I called and I called and I tried all these different numbers and I finally got some on the phone and uh, another friend came and picked me up and they took me to their house and I just was a mess and um you know we we briefly talked about it but um I ended a girlfriend friendship from that because I was just so grossly embarrassed um from the whole scenario and I don't think I've ever talked to Kat again after she came and picked me up and saved me from that situation and um I just remember standing on the street corner halfway dressed and not being able to read street signs and um it was just a really horrible night and um yeah i, I and since then you know I, I finally it took me a really long time to figure out yeah um and ever since then you know uh, that last time i had such a hard time with sleeping um it was probably six to eight months where i couldn't find myself going and sleeping in a bed anymore. I couldn't look at a, 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 a nightstand clock. Um, I would have nightmares and a lot of anxiety. And I finally took the step of seeing a therapist. And I ended up seeing two um, where I was living and they were just horrible and ended up moving and um, found a um, sexual assault um counseling group here um, that was actually free for sexual assault survivors and um, uh, you know I spent a long time in therapy probably took me over a year to finally be able to sleep in a bed again Um, even turning the lights off was a big ordeal for me Um, but it's one of those things where I once again I don't think I noticed those things um, until it became such a problem where someone else brought it up to me. Um, And uh, it's been an interesting scenario where, you know, you've actually diagnosed with anxiety disorder and PTSD and um, just coming to the realization of of what is sexual assault and... um, and that it happened to you and um, feeling this enormous amount of guilt and feeling like I didn't do the right things or not enough. And um, it's affected my everyday life. I can hardly go out anymore with friends or be in situations or scenarios around drinking and, and large groups of 
people, it makes me very anxious. And, um, you know, my relationships since then have been <laughs> kind of abysmal. Um, I remember I went on a date one time and a guy, we were at a bar and of course. Yeah. And I just remember going to a bar with a guy and clearly it's not a good place for me. Um, that's where he wanted to go though. And I just remember being here and on this date, I guess, if you will. And this guy looked at me and it was like, you just need to relax and calm down. Why are you so anxious? And I just remember it's so, such a profound statement that, um, clearly how messed up I was from all of this situation was just so transparent. Um, this last relationship I had this year, right? This is what, 10 years from the first time anyone ever tried to touch me without my consent. Um, you know, I, I, I had sex with this guy and I just absolutely sobbed and lost it and told him the whole story. And, um, at least he was sweet enough to listen to me. And, um, yeah, I, I, I it, the, the whole thing is so bad and I wish I had written this story down and, um, but I wanted to say it. I've never fully said it and I don't think I was able to say it in the right way, but, um, I hope it makes a difference for someone or brings to light um, how challenging these situations are. And there's a lot of question marks and um, I'm still working through these things and it's not weird to still be thinking about them or I've never disclosed any of that to someone uh, for five years, 10 years, you know, whatever it is. And um, I hope that we can band together as women and, um, find a way to end this and if not just find a way to support each other um, and I thank you for your time This is calling from I was abused by my older brother when I was 9, 10, and he was 13, 14. Uh, later he told to our, our older cousins who were his age and they wanted to do the same. And I've been living with that guilt since ever, since that time, because I don't know, I think that I must have done something, I don't know, that make him, that made him do that. I don't know. Thank you. Bye. like so angry lately um 
and I think I realized where that anger is coming from, and it's kind of realizing that my relationship with my boyfriend of three years is over, but that it's also been abusive for a certain period. And um, I started to realize that more when I tried to open up to him about um, like a rape, my rape, a rape, my rape that um, happened a few years ago. And it was always this like awkward thing. He didn't want to speak about it. And then it came out that he didn't believe that it had like occurred as exactly how I said it. And just like the fact that he has never met my rapist, has never been in the same room as my rapist, has never opened a single word to him. And my boyfriend of three years believes a man he has never known over me. It's just, it's mind-blowing. And and I'm a really privileged person. And in terms of, like, I'm, I'm white, I'm... Um, you know, I, I'm okay financially. I live in a nice apartment. So if I'm going through this, and if this is, like, so, like, destabilizing to my world, I just can't imagine what other women are going through. And I just, I'm so sad on behalf of women. I'm so angry on behalf of women. I'm just so fucking done with men. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm just done, like, Women are really, really strong. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. And to the speaker, thank you for your bravery. We hear you. We witness you. It's hard to not feel responsible for saving the world after hearing these stories. But just by listening with your heart, you save someone even just a little bit. Thank you for listening. We'll be back each Monday with more stories. If you or someone you know has a story similar to these, you can find help at the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-675-HOPE. That's 1-800-675-4673. Or visit theleftear.com or the link in this episode's show notes for resources. The Left Ear was created by Dakota Johnson and produced by Spoke Media. Spoke Media.